Welcome back, everybody, to this bonus episode for Drunk Bible Study 103. Wow, gosh, we're really cruising cruising through this. Uh, we had yes. some excitement with Saul uh, throwing spears at people and them dodging them. Uh, I thought at first it Thank was, you for reminding me. <laughs> it was just going to be throwing spears at David, but then didn't he also throw one at his son at one point, too? I think no, he, he also got mad didn't. at his son. He he gave him a stern talking to. I, I don't think he, he threw a spear at Jonathan. Maybe he just held no, it menacingly. No, I think this is just... I think David is the one that okay. his, you know, Spears' heart is set on. Right. And then we had our <laughs> our secret codes with the arrows and the and the little yes. the golf that caddy was hard. who had to run out there and pick up the and arrows. Grab them. Yeah. It was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, it was a really exciting chapter and and it continued this love story kind of mm, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it between David and Jonathan. And that was what I looked up this week. It really, truly, like, was very interesting. And and there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot out there on the internet saying, like, of course this isn't a love story. It's just, you know, where it, it's used as a metaphor or whatever. But there is, <laughs> Q, on qspirit.net, which is adorable. What's that I Q love, stand for? Uh, queer, because it definitely has a rainbow Q. Okay, The, the nice. Q is yeah. all a rainbow. Um they are essentially saying that, yes, there was same-sex love between men in the Bible, between David and Jonathan, and it is affirming to same-sex couples that that LGBTQ love is blessed by God. So, yeah, it goes on. It, it talks about a lot of things. I did see there's a, some billboards out there, apparently, um, that's wouldjesusdiscriminate.com. Meaning like, hmm. no, no, he wouldn't. But on this billboard, it says David loved Jonathan more than women. Samuel one twenty six, which we haven't gotten there yet. But uh, spoiler alert. But it, but <laughs> apparently this is something that is going to be said that he See, loved Jonathan Emily, more than women. I tried to go to qspirit.org and it just redirected me to a German cycling site. Is oh, maybe Australia no, has blocked it. .net. Oh, Hello, .net. biker Freunde. We'll treffen for uns. <laughs> no, it's .net. Oh, .net. Okay. Yes. Well, if anyone yes. is interested in German cycling culture, go to qspirit.org. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, cool. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Oh, but essentially, boy. yeah, they're, they're talking about the dramatic moment where Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And he stripped himself of the robe that he was wearing and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. So basically he got naked or something. I don't know. Maybe that's something that the two of you looked into. But but yeah, um, and I didn't realize that the Bible is going to chronicle the ups and downs of David's relationship for the next 15 years. That's incredible. So this is exciting. Um, he has, or they have been in literature. They are like on a stained glass window at an Edinburgh church, the two of them. Um, In art, in various art pieces, yeah, but I I did want to talk about this thing. There's a poem that's quite lovely. It's it's short, so I'll I'll read it real quick. And it's in this um, thing called Many Moods, a volume of verse. And so this is the poem. Okay. There by an ancient holm oak, huge and tough, clasping the firm rock with gnarled roots and rough, he stayed their steps. And in his arms of strength took David, and for sore love found at length solace and speech and pressure and the breath, wherewith the mouth of yearning winnoweth, 
Hearts overcharged for utterance. In that kiss, soul unto soul was knit and bliss to bliss. Oh. Wow, that's romantic. And it's sexy. very romantic, yeah. And this is a 19th century English poet, John oh, Addington Simon. Gosh. So it's not Jeez. a recent poem. Yeah. Not wow, that recent. Curveball. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Um, finally, the last thing that I just wanted to talk about was there is this book called The Prince's Psalm, which it, the cover is so amazing because the cover is the David statue, which I talked about last week, like from basically the the chest up. And then the abs are uh, like a, an actual guy's abs. So it like superimposed both. So it's like super like person abs and then like stat like wait david statue I, on top and that's the uh yeah it's called the prince's psalm wait <laughs> sorry i can't I what? okay i i'm here i, I i'm just, lost so this is just a a book cover you're talking about Yes, it's okay. epic same-sex love between David and Jonathan is fleshed out in the 2016 historical novel, novel The Prince's Psalm by Eric Shaw Quinn, <laughs> okay. who okay. also okay. wrote um, Queer as Folk, just for all y'all oh, out there. I but anyways, so yeah. He wrote a book exploring this particular relationship. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, so the I star-crossed see. warrior lovers which mm-hmm. is pretty sexy, but yeah, I just I love I love this freaking you know, book jacket <laughs> the book cover, cover so okay. much. Got it's incredible. It. So like yeah. for, for listeners at home, imagine there's a picture of the statue of David and, yeah. and underneath it on a separate piece of paper, imagine a picture of a dude in a similar-ish pose with abs. And then you kind of ripped the bottom half off the top <laughs> picture of the statue. So then you like reveal the human abs underneath. You reveal the human abs. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. It's the worst game ever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I it's, mean. it's a cool cover. I agree. They, they did a good job putting it together, but that's just a yeah. weird, difficult thing to describe, like to paint a word picture of. It is, but no, you did a good job, Jess. So Thanks. anyways, it, suffice it to say, there are a lot of different things out there that talk about David and Jonathan. They are a big mm. deal, I guess, in queer culture. And I love that. I like more power to you. Heck yes. That's great. They're a cute couple. Yeah. Um, so I did a little bit of research. I tr- was trying to find stuff about Saul lying naked and him you know, showing up to Burning Man prophesying, getting high, and then just, like, lying around naked. And, I forget about this. What happened yeah. again? So he he sent the messengers to the place where uh, David was hiding out with Samuel. Okay. And he sent his messengers, and the messengers just, like, prophesied there, partied, you know? And then he sent more messengers, and they partied, too, or prophesied. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. Saul was finally like, fine, I'll go myself. And he shows up prophesies and strips naked and lies there now i remember yes yeah so everyone's just really high right that was that was all of our totally. interpretation of it was just that, that totally. they all got high at burning man and did that and i still think that's true however mm-hmm. i was real disappointed to find out that pretty much universally all of the bible scholars and bible commentaries and everything are like basically saying it's a translation issue and that he wasn't actually naked. What it really? meant was that he stripped off his kingly robes and was just wearing his like undergarments. So it was still like he was, the point is that he's humbling himself by like not being kingly or possibly embarrassing himself by not being kingly. It's kind of 
Because hmm. then they say that thing of like, and people said like, is Saul also among the prophets? Which was potentially like a sarcastic thing. Like, oh, what is Saul among the prophets now? This, this wacky, you know, half naked king, king guy, <laughs> I guess. Um, so anyway, that's what I found. I was a little disappointed. I was hoping that there was some other secret sexy things for us to find. Um, but I did also find this question that really the answers weren't very good, but I just really liked the question. And what? this is someone posted on biblehermeneutics.stackexchange.com. Uh, and he was talking about the thing we pointed out where Saul, or I'm sorry, when Jonathan tells Saul that David is gone. And he's okay. like, you know, he's like, your mother's a slut. And also you dishonor your mother by doing this. And we were like, wait, like he somehow managed to insult her and then also say that Jonathan was the one insulting her at the same time. Totally. And this Weird person guy. just posted this question being like, is Saul's insult intended to be incoherent? Is this a literary <laughs> yeah. device intended to show Saul's fury? Or was this some sort of standard trope in Saul's culture? Or is this supposed wow. to be some kind of comic relief to show how nutso Saul is? Right. I think he, great he asked that too. Like, is this supposed to be funny or what? And and the answers were mostly like, no, it's very tragic. And it just shows how estranged Saul has become from his wife and his reality. son. And, and, and oh. reality. But I did think it was funny. It's just like someone asked that question of like, is this meant to be kind of nonsense <laughs> going on here yeah like what's going on here <laughs> yeah huh. i feel like we could post that question about many parts of the bible i suppose Indeed. yeah, yeah. So was this intentionally supposed to make no sense or repeat yeah, a whole bunch or, truly yeah <laughs> amazing so i thought that i would research the timeline that we're working on here because mm -hmm. i know we've had some debates around like how old is david and Basically, right. from the events of him being anointed to the, to him fighting Goliath to where we are now, where he's kind of on the run from Saul, I was curious. I was like, has he been working for Saul for 20 years now or mm. a year or, or has Saul like been that? in the course um, of a week? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. This all deteriorate very, very quickly. I don't know. Um, so I did some Googling and found a couple different timelines, most of which seem to use approximately the same dates or so. Um but the one that I'm going to read from today was the one that I found the funniest for a couple okay. of reasons. Okay. Um, this is on totallyhistory.com. Totally, totally history. history. Totally history. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad that we all went there. Yes. <laughs> and now when I first pulled it up, of course, the first thing I'm trying to determine is like, is this a faith-based history website or is this a fact-based mm. history website? Totally. You know, how, how much can it's I trust history. this totally? Is it totally history, history or is it totally <laughs> religious? Yeah, I guess that's, um, yeah. This is their little intro to their timeline. This timeline is not as accurate as we would like it to be. It's an approximate timeline based on historical and biblical information that have been gathered through the years as provided by scholars and students of history. It's intended to provide us a visual picture on the period and conditions this King David of Israel lived under. The rest is up to you. Receive it by faith or not. And so, of course, <laughs> wait, well, I don't, now I don't know. Which is it? Now yeah. Is this, yeah. <laughs> or not. That's fine, too. It's not very helpful, actually, but okay. Like... 
I feel like a biblical website would be like, these are approximate dates, but but you need to receive it by faith. Right. What actually happened? But they're just like, receive it by faith or not. I don't know. I don't <laughs> care. And so, I don't love think. that. I, you know what? I actually, you do you, man. <laughs> I like it a lot because it's it's a little bit similar to how we try to message our show of this sort of like, mm. show up and listen to this and maybe think it's meaningful or maybe don't. Like, it's up to you. We're not, <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're not really worried about that. <laughs> We're not experts okay. here. <laughs> so what we're looking at is about 1025-ish BC is when David gets anointed by Samuel when he's a little baby. They think about 10 or 12 years old, potentially. Uh, right, right. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. yeah. Um, By 1023 BC, so two years later, is when he's serving as the harp, harp boy, harp boy for okay. Saul. So maybe 14-ish. Okay. Four, um, maybe 14-ish, 12 to 14, yeah. Um, they put Goliath at 1020 BC. So that's like 15-ish, 15 to 17 yeah. or so. Interesting. Because a lot of the other stuff we looked up before. Instead, like it was 20. Well, so he's older. He would have yeah. been army age by then, which would be 20. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Um, so, but this timeline seems to put him around 15-ish, you know, wow. more solid teenager. So yeah, um, 10 years later, 1020 BC, uh, so we're looking 25, 26, 27, is when um, Saul first gets mad at him, fires him, but then also makes him a commander in the army when he uh, offers up his daughter to him, when he has to go collect all the foreskins. It's like 25, 26, 27, you know, the prime of his life, really. Mm, yeah, okay. um, foreskin years. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then where we last left off, of course, the timeline of David goes on for much longer, but I'm just going to bring us up to where we last <laughs> yeah. left off, which is uh, 1008 BC, um, okay. which is when David is again threatened by Saul. He's gone off to the land of Nob. He's gotten the sort of Goliath from Ahimelech when he then he hides in the city of Gath oh, and pretends to be yeah. a crazy dude. I totally that? forgot that that happened. I already yes, that forgot. Was where we, wow. That's where we ended off last time. Don't remember that at all. <laughs> right. That was how he avoided being apprehended was by pretending to be insane. They all recognized him, okay. so then he pretended to be insane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, so that's ten oh eight, which is like 27, 28, 29. He's in his late 20s, I suppose. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So he has a that's long relationship on. with Jonathan. Oh. Yes. Yeah, this is the other best part. In 1010 BC, so again, when he's like 25, 26, 27, it right. says, Jonathan, a son of King Saul, and David become the best friends and make an oath to one another regarding future generations. <laughs> Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> okay, so actually that's only a couple years of that relationship mm -hmm. then. He hasn't known him okay. since he played harp at 15 or whatever. They're not like childhood. I mean, maybe he maybe did. They maybe they saw each they other. Were, they could have seen each they other, made like, some eyes at each other, passing the hallways. I see, but Who's maybe they didn't, they didn't tie the knot of a covenant until 25-ish or so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, right. Jonathan's older than David, too. Oh, is right? he? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, and I didn't realize that from what my whatever the Q thing said <laughs> it, it that essentially the there, German biking website <laughs> yes the German biking website talked about the fact that there are no like marriage ceremonies in the bible and that the closest one of the closest that you get are Ruth and Naomi's like vows that mm, they give to right. each other and then also David and Jonathan's right. which are two same-sex relationships hmm. wow that's true that is yeah. the only time we get to see actual vows being exchanged right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. Interesting. Well, it's exciting stuff. So I'm really excited to see what happens next time on this Bible journey that we're going on. It's like, and how's David going to get himself journey. out David's of this journey. pickle? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's acting all wacky in some town right now, but we'll see what happens to him next time. So we will see you all then.